In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan. But you don't have to listen to that. You can listen to this podcast instead. Thanks to Hedwig and Carlo. Hello, and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. I'm Paper. Today's Probably Bad RPG idea is... Outlaw backstories. PCs have amnesia. NPCs have amnesia. Everyone has amnesia. Heck, even the DM has amnesia. Submitted by the appropriately named Effects of Entropy. Plus, you'll notice my sound doesn't sound absolutely garbage. <laughs> Unrelated to the idea, but the new microphone is good. Yes. Thank you, patrons. Okay, so, so yeah, in terms of the actual idea, as opposed to me just bragging about my basic competence, um, like, because I do have actual memory issues, so I feel like if I can lean into those with my RPG idea, and then it's not that I'm bad at remembering basic things, it's that I'm being artistic and intelligent. It would also be a very good excuse for, like, not planning anything. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, well, I've got this whole developed world. Problem is, no one in it knows anything about it. Mm. So if I sound like I'm looking stuff up or trying to think of an idea, that's just the characters remembering. Yeah. They need like, time I've, to think. I've not forgotten my notes. What I'm doing is an experimental RPG. I'm method DMing. Yeah. So basically, so yeah, if you're if you're covering up your incompetence, this is a great idea. You can also do it as a player, like, oh no, I didn't forget to do character creation. My character has amnesia as to what their strengths were. I do feel like it would be difficult to do with the PC because you do need basic stats. But in terms of just improvising a whole setting mm. and a whole adventure, and quite into that, yeah. Like I feel like the best like I feel like the best game sessions are more improvised than planned, which I realize is a controversial opinion which was about half our fans. But like yeah, I tend to improvise a lot of my setting. Yeah, I think there's a point where you can plan the setting too much and then there's not really room to have fun within it. Yeah. Like what was it? I think it's the the I think it's Power by the Apocalypse says um, draw a map but leave blanks. Mm. And yeah, I definitely feel there's something in an entire setting that's just completely made up. But even just things like... As opposed to all those real D&D settings. But you know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah, there's even just things like, you know, if your character wants to worship the god of sharks, mm. uh, if the setting has been made without a god of sharks. You basically can't just can't play that character. I mean, I guess it's a sort of the same yes and of improvisation. It is. It's like it's definitely certainly the way I prefer to play RPGs. That idea of it's kind of one step beyond the rule of cool of like if it doesn't contradict established information about the world and it sounds fun, then why not? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. We're giving actual like um, advice here. It it does happen on occasion. So, 
So, follow up question. Do you need basic stats to play your I think, at minimum, assuming that this was a D&D one, you would need your basic stats and some idea of what character class you are. That's fair. I mean, to be fair, I have done characters as MP, like as GM, but I have done NPCs without statting them up at all. It's just they have roughly this bonus idea in this area. Oh yeah, for NPCs, I think they just need the stats that you need them to have. I, I thought yeah. you meant for PCs. I meant like in the sense of like not, like not giving them stats as in just when a role comes up, just roughly how much do I think mm-hmm. they do at this role. So I guess you could do that with PC, but I feel like you'd have the problem of like, yeah, my PC would have a plus 20 in everything. I'd in terms of like the actual way that the idea is phrased, I do think there's an adventure to be had there of some sort of either a monster or some sort of wild magic event has just completely robbed a town of their memories and the PCs who are also suffering from this have to like retrace events and try and fix it, I think would be a genuinely interesting one shot. An inch like a setting that I've always been like considering never got really a chance to write or play or what have you. It's just an apocalypse instead of like wiping out the world, just wipes out history. So everything is physically the same. It's just now one now no one has any idea like who they are or what any of the things around them are or what any backstory that the world they're in is. Like you're in a world that's physically the same, but you just no longer have any context for anything or anyone around you. Yeah, that's the sort of thing I mean. Just like yeah. on a smaller scale for like a one shot thing, but how yeah. for a whole world would definitely be interesting. Yeah, like yeah, there was, the, sorry, I'm also drinking because I am a biological life form, which is one of my many flaws. But yeah, like I said, it's a setting that I've always sort of wanted to use, and. Because I feel it would have a lot, like, it would get very different from your standard apocalypse quite quickly. Because mm. you can still get, like, they're still stuck. That's, that, there, that was a sentence when I began saying it. Yeah, like, I, I do want to acknowledge that I know that that's not how amnesia works. Yeah. It's to do with autobiographical memory. Yeah. But this is fantasy. Like, I mean, I was going with something has destroyed history as opposed to something has caused amnesia. Because that means that if people go, that's not scientifically accurate, yeah. they go, oh, yeah, well, have you ever had an eldritch horror destroy history? Didn't think so. Hmm. <laughs> but we know. If an eldritch of. horror wants to destroy 2020, I'm entirely in favor of that. Although, a bunch of level 20 characters. With no autobiographical memory, it would be quite interesting. Like, oh, you're the hero of the town. Like, am I? Great. What? Do what like, do I you do? You just wake up and you're one of the most powerful beings in the world, and you just don't know why or how you got here. I'm not yeah, entirely you... sure what the plot would be. But I feel like it's like, yeah, strong start to plot, something. But I feel like what the trouble is, when I try and fluff it out into a plot, what I come up with is an E.T. sort of 
you are four rascally children and one of the most powerful beings in the world is in your garage having lost all memory of who they are. <laughs> like, there's just this incredibly powerful godlike wizard who... I don't know if you know they're a powerful godlike wizard and they don't, or if they just use magic sometimes. They're like, ah, how are you doing that? And they're like, I don't know. I like that, because it could go in incredibly different directions depending on not even just who you're playing with, but what kind of mood the people you're playing just with are in that day. Just go in incredibly different directions. It would almost be like a, a social experiment where you get different groups of people to play this scenario and this, just see what happens. This is what I'm putting on like, my dating profile from now on. If you had an Ambijack wizard in your garage, how would you, how would you react? I like it. Yeah. But I mean, like, there is a reason that, like, I guess fantasy amnesia to distinguish from the actual medical condition is used a lot is, as a plot point. Because it is, it does open up a lot of things. I mean, I feel like a reason it's used a lot in TV is because it's an easy way to create confusion. But yeah, I feel like, I feel like there are definitely ways to do it, which would be... I don't know what the the right word is, but sort of yeah, socially interesting, which sounds like a way that someone would describe me. Kind of like a very but, you know, <laughs> I'm not autistic. I'm socially interesting. Yeah, I, think, I I also do like because like leveling is obviously one of those things that's inherently very unrealistic. Like you know. Mm. You've stabbed ten goblins, and now you're better at sneaking. If you had it as the sense of you're level twenty, but you can only remember your level one things and you're unlocking the memories, it would explain why it's such an abrupt sort of, and also why doing adventurous things in general helps trigger those memories. Mm. That does make sense. It's kind of you're using the skills and going, oh yeah, yeah. like there's muscle memory. Like, you're jogging your memory by doing inventory things. So I feel that could be, like, you need, like, a workaround as to, you know, why you lost all your memories and what your level 20 people were like. But, you know, you can have a lot of interesting things like that. It would also explain, like, because one of the things I like about this is because warlocks, you know, warlocks and paladins particularly, they don't make a patch or an oath until they're level 3, which is a bit... No, pal... Paladins don't make an oath until they're level 3. I can't remember Warlock. Which is a little bit weird if you're starting at level 1. But I like to know if you reach level 3 and like, oh yeah, that's the pact I made. Oath I made. Oh yeah, I'm a paladin <laughs> of vengeance and they just stab the warrior in the face. I feel like... I'm not sure how well it would work with a whole... I'm not sure how well it worked with the whole party, but I feel like just as a character concept, that's pretty strong. So do like what? Especially with something yeah. like a paladin, which like I made this oath, it kind of fried me. <laughs> Let's do this. I like paladin as just I don't know what oath I made, but yeah, I yeah I feel like. I feel like there's definitely a character concept in there, so you're level two. So, shall we move on to questions?
Um, if you have a question, you can email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com or send us a message on Tumblr at probablybadrpgideas. Just like Derp Ravener did, who asks, I'm making an entire homebrew RPG system. As part of that, I'm making a default setting to supplement it. It's fairly far along, but there's one thing I'm struggling with. How do I come up with naming conventions for races? Having a few cat folk and lizard folk name things like Stanley and Bob is always fun, but whole factions left to be named that way seems ill-fitting. I like this. This is the exact opposite of the improvised yeah. RPG we were talking just, about. I mean, I guess there is always to just randomly pick some names and then extrapolate from that. Yeah, there is. So one thing that I have personally done is kind of pick, say, a culture or a language, see how their names work, and then just kind of make some up based on how those names sound. Like, I think, like, with cat folk, I feel like if you call them all just, like, you know, Tiddles and Moggy and so forth, because cats already have established names. Or you named them Mungojerian Rumpelteaser. Two kinds. There are two, like, cultures of cat folk. Maybe the Jellicle names are more like the nobility, and then everyone else is just the, called, you need like, to whiskers. Leave the pet cats in a revolution against the Jellicle cats. That's the plot. Um. <laughs> And then you have the new generation. Oh, I would play that. Like, lol cats. But yeah. You need to go fight McCavity, who has mentioned, has committed every, broken every human law, and thus is a war criminal. But because he has a Jellicle name, we can also extrapolate that McCavity is a member of the nobility, and that's why he's not being held accountable by the yeah. other cats for his crimes. Yeah. Nuclear bombs have been invented, and you need to stop McCavity from completing his broken every human law by stealing one and nuking a major city. By hosting a revolution against the nobility to strip away his power. So that's Catfolk. What about lizards? Another Mr. Lizard. <laughs> I, hope, I hope our viewers listen to the one very specific sketch that came from, or it will just sound like I lost my mind. But... That's it, it's 2020 and we're referencing Jam. That's where we're at. <laughs> um, but yeah, assuming for some reason you don't want all your lizard folk called Mr. Lizard. Um, what what names do lizard pet lizards tend to have? I don't think I've ever known anyone with one. Send in your suggestions, I guess. But yeah, like, because animal animal people are easy enough because animals do tend to have established names. You say that right after we realise we had no idea what lizards are called. Animals do talk to The only one I can think of is Harry, because you're a lizard, Harry. But that's not helpful. I guess all male lizard folk are called Harry, and all female lizard folk are called Elizabeth, because Liz. And those are the two lizard names. 
Have you certain... considered that they're all just terrible puns? Mm. Like, this, this is my wife, Cobrana. Cobra and Anna. Say, so, yeah, I got, I got the joke. Yeah, but Nick did a face like I disappointed them. But yeah, um... Pythony? Yeah. So yeah, I feel all animals either have established animal names or you can easily make animal puns. I mean, I feel like he probably wanted a better idea than taking down the Jellicle Elite and pun names, but... You, you knew who you were sending this to. You should have sent this to a better podcast, honestly. Um, yeah. Like, I guess in terms of non-animal-related fantasy, like, I guess with elves you have, like, I guess, fairy tale names. And dwarves are all called Rock Boy. They are all called Rock Boy. It's very confusing. It's the same way they all have beards that all called Rock Boy. Um, halflings just have like human names but quieter. Those are all called Wacky Bojangles or something ridiculous like that. Um, So the second question. Or have like just like human names but yelled angrily. Our second question is anonymous. How to bring a party together when characters don't know each other? Have you considered amnesia? How how does that bring the characters together? They just wake up together, have no knowledge of where they are, and now they have to be friends. So all I can think of f- from that is the Saw movies. Yeah, you know, that's where my mind was going. So <laughs> have you considered Saw movie? To be fair, I'll say it. There is a reason that taverns yeah. are such a cliche. Like it's a place where people go and things happen. Like taverns, markets, fairs. Yeah, I think there's yeah, the a reason talk- that these things are standard. Yeah, like the two obvious ones are either they're all employed on the same job or they're all trapped in the same pleasant situation and need to survive together. Um, but I assume and, you want something less obvious and yeah, slightly less, more probably bad. So less obvious ones, they're all they're like tied together in like a three-legged race, world, but they don't know how to untie themselves. So now they just have to go around like that. They're all at a funeral, but they none of them actually knew the person that well, so they're all stood in a corner being very awkward. A being mind controlled by the GM to follow the plot. They're all on a sinking cruise ship while the band plays on. Due to a legal mix up. They all got married to each other rather than their actual spouses. Yeah, 
filthy. They're all at the Scholastic Book Fair. And if they club all their tokens together, they can get one of the really fancy books. I mean, considering how the average adventuring party looks compared to NPCs, they're just the weirdest looking people in town and end up being pointed at each other. They're just like, they all go together in the ugly weirdo sort of room. And once in there, they become fast friends. <laughs> They've all been arrested for crimes against normality. Been arrested for face crime. And are put in jail. I'm guessing here is a way of just roasting your player character's character <laughs> concepts. You a little bit. You all arrive at the centre for stupid content by stupid people. Yeah, this this is just getting more and more openly aggressive. Just fucking rugby tackle your players until they agree to work together. Your characters are all in remedial maths. Mm. Trying to figure out how their dice work. Your characters are all together in order to play an in-universe D&D camp. Your characters all have Saturday morning detention, and even though they seem like completely different people, they have more in common than they think. Like, I can say that, but like, I do want, like, I am in a once-a-week game that is based around the premise of Super Saturday Morning Breakfast Club. Or Saturday Breakfast Club, whatever it's called. But they're monster. Which? So there you go. To answer your question, make it sat. What the fuck is it called? Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. I don't know what show I was thinking of. If I say Breakfast Club here, can you go and edit it in so I don't sound stupid? Is I think you were combining the Breakfast Club with, like, Saturday morning breakfast cereal? I think I was, yes. Like, in my defence, they do both have the word breakfast. <laughs> Next question, um, before I mix up any more basic concepts. Uh, this is also anonymous. This is, this is also anonymous and my, my screen doesn't want me to see it. Ah, how to hurt vampires when they bite you. We can't all have hellish repeat. This is someone who's bitter about tieflings, isn't it? Look, if you have warlock classes, you can all have hellish repeat. But have you considered filling your blood with gold? Just, just inject it. Yeah, just inject it directly into your bloodstream. I'm sure there's some like mechanical thing as to what what spells or feats would make it most ideal. Like, if you're bitten. But this is probably bad off you ideas, so really So because it's November at time of recording, um 
recently listened to Till Death Do Us Blatt and therefore watched Paul Blatt Mall Cop 2, where a major, I guess, plot point is that one of the bad guys is allergic to oatmeal and gets oatmeal moisturizer on his face. And then that causes him problems and lets the good guys escape. So have you considered just garlic moisturizer? Garlic humidifier. <laughs> it's like a humidifier instead of water, it's garlic. I need to know, is this raw or cooked garlic? Because one of those would be quite nice and one of them would not. Just raw garlic. I mean, there is also, like, I guess there is the obvious stuff of just wearing silver. Go outside. Be in the sunlight. Like, if you cast mage armor just on your neck, Hmm. so do you just break a vampire's teeth on the now hardened skin? Like, yeah, you need to cast it as it's biting you, so it's going in it force and then it's just have like is contingency spell still a thing anyway think so well use 3.5 edition and have contingency spell and when a vampire bites you it's contingent so it teleports you and the vampire in and then the vampire will will Pay for its crimes. I guess it is still a thing. It just comes under readied actions. So I guess you ready the spell for when it bites you? I loved contingency spell. It was ridiculously broken, but I loved contingency spell. Because every single person on the internet who was like, here's my incredibly broken character class, were like, yeah, it has three contingencies, so if you slap them in the city, Yes, moving on to spells that exist in 5th edition. <laughs> Cover yourself in angry badgers. But, angry badgers that have taken cleric levels so they can turn undead. I like it. I don't know what god a badger would worship. What about angry badgers that are part demonic, so they're just like tiny tieflings? And then they can use Helix Rebuke. Yeah. Like, I mean, anyone can use Hellish Rebuke if they have, if they're covered in gasoline and they're fast enough that lighting matches. Um, I feel a lot of these will end just as badly for you as they will for the vampire. But, you know. Teach you the lesson. Grab the tiefling who are apparently annoyed. You have a you have a character in your party who can bring people back, right? Just just use some revivify after you've been set on fire. It'll be fine. This is why we have a cleric. <laughs> or as I like to call them, adventurer babysitters. Designated adult. Yeah, if you haven't got the designated adult class yet. If you don't have a designated adult, one will be provided for you. Yeah, I feel like 
Oh, like, so it's clearly a tiefling neuronoid who keeps using hellish rebuke when vampires attack, and then looking at you really smugly, like, how I bet you can't do that. Um, so what you need to do is grab that tiefling and just put them in the path of the vampire. Vampires so hit. we're saying in every party, as well as a cleric, you need a tiefling that you can just sort of throw at bad guys? You need a tiefling on a stick. And just wave them around. So do you, do you need a large character to actually carry the stick, or do you just all team up like that one photo with the flag? Yeah, I think what it would have to be is, uh, yeah, because obviously, you know, you don't know which of you is going to be attacked by them. So you all team up. That makes sense. Like, we can't all have Hellish Rebuke, but only one of us needs to have Hellish Rebuke. So I hope, that's, I hope that was a sufficiently inspirational answer for you. So, on, on that concerningly regular throw-your-party-under-the-bus note, um, if you want to support the podcast, um, we have patreon.com slash proggybadrpgideas where you can get access to homebrew and bonus episodes and a Discord server. Um, we're also on Redbubble as Probably Bad. If you want some merch, we have things like uh, the podcast logo, except it's 80s, and the face of Dean Daniel. Uh, we're also on Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, obviously Tumblr. We're, just, we're everywhere. We're colonizing the internet. And remember to have a probably bad day.